night. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Ahead of the Crypto Curve. I am so excited about today. There is so many things going on in the cryptocurrency space. I got to make sure that you all are up to date. And so today we're going to do things just a tad bit different to just make sure and ensure that you have the best news possible. And anytime I see anything that is critically important to our community, I'm going to make sure that we are safe and secure, just like uh, Harriet Tubman would do if she was leading the people out of the south up to the north. And so with that being said, uh, before I jump in today, I just want to say thank you to Lynn Richardson. Uh, she runs the, the, the talk show right before me. And she does an incredible job. And as you both are all may know, both of our shows are under the title of The Midday Money Chain. And I reached out to Lynn last week because I just absolutely love one of the slogans that she does when she says uh, that she's making millionaires one family at a time, one dollar at a time, one dime at a time. And since we are both on this midday money chain, I asked her it was, if it was okay for me to steal her little slogan and change it around. And she said absolutely because she believes that collaboration is phenomenal and I believe the same way we are like-minded. And so what I decided to do was just start saying, we are creating Satoshi millionaires, one family at a time, one Bitcoin at a time, and one Satoshi at a time. And that means you. So I am your host today, Miss Naja Roberts, and I am super excited about my mission in life, which is to absolutely lead my people out of financial slavery. And that's why I call myself Young Harriet. So Young Harriet sees some danger on the horizon today. And I want to make sure that we back up and that we get safe, that we're in our safe house. Uh, and in this crypto space, you definitely need to seek refuge in different places when you see something may not be right or you may be going into danger. So I just want to, I'm going to take this day today to really kind of just back up. Uh, we're going to have a little heart-to-heart -heart talk about what we may need to do based on what's going on in the news. And so today still, uh, well, actually, this whole month is Women's History Month or Her Story Month, as I've been saying but today is actually international women's day and this is a global celebration that is done to really ce celebrate the cultural and political socioeconomic and all the achievements of women all around the world the reason why this day is really important is because it's a focal point uh, in women's rights and our in the women's rights movement it brings attention to to the issues that we as women face as it relates to gender equality, reproductive rights, and all of the violence and the abuse that has happened throughout the years and is still going on right now against women in our world. Today, I want to honor a young lady by the name of Kimberly Booker. You all heard her a couple of weeks ago, but I decided today to honor her because there was something that she says, there's a lot of things that she does, but there was something that she says that I really want to expound on today. And we'll get into that after I finish honoring her. Miss Kimberly Booker is a social entrepreneur. She is a passionate advocate for the underserved minorities and disenfranchised communities. 
a passionate voice is what she has had for over four decades in the community. And she's been in the nonprofit sector approximately 20 years. Kimberly's award-winning endeavors served her well as the ALB Child Safety Foundation. And she also got award when she was with One Strong All Great. And she is currently with BTC Impact, which is bringing Bitcoin mining to the HBCUs across the country. She is a part of this revolutionary team that is taking on benevolence, Bitcoin and diversity in the crypto space. And her tagline, she has a couple of taglines, so I picked two of them up. One of them says mining minds for humankind, and that goes with her Bitcoin mining. But she it can also be found saying to somebody, come get this orange peel. And so today we're going to talk about all of us coming to get this orange peel and what it means, what it means to those folks in your family that don't know about Bitcoin. And ladies and gentlemen, we are going to do some things today um, to really talk about the news and how it is going to affect our community specifically. So as we come and get this orange peel, when we come forward, I am going to break down what orange peel means. This is a term that you need to know because as you grow in this Bitcoin space, you're going to hear the word orange peel all the time. And you really need to understand the philosophy behind it. Uh, you know, I've gone so far lately as to buy some orange luggage because everywhere I'm going uh, and traveling, I am going to orange peel my community. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, when we come forward, we're going to talk about how and what orange peeling means. This is KBLA Talk 1580. We know you have options, but thank you, thank you for making the best choice. The only station in L.A. of the people, by the people, for the people. We are unapologetically progressive. KBLA Talk 1580. Unapologetically Progressive Radio, KBLA Talk 1580. All right, all right. And here we are. We're talking about orange peeling today. And this is a terminology uh, term that you need to know in the cryptocurrency space. And today we're just having a conversation. So if you'd like to call in, feel free to do so. That number is 800-920-1580. Again, that number is 820, excuse me, 800-920-1580. So the goal of orange peeling has absolutely nothing to do with drugs. So when someone says, take the orange peel has nothing to do with drugs. It's actually the notion that Bitcoin will inevitably be the global reserve asset. That being said, we need to find out who does not know about Bitcoin and we need to orange peel them. And that's, that's one of the th reasons that we say we're going to orange peel, but how do Bitcoiners, people that are in the Bitcoin space expect to do this? If the vast majority of people still fail to understand what Bitcoin is and what it truly stands for. And this is why this term orange peel theory was formed. So this is actually a Bitcoin theory with a bunch of fundamentalists that are in Bitcoin 
And again, as you grow in this space, you'll start to learn more about it. But the notion actually came from the monetary matrix. And we know the matrix from the movie. And I know that folks that are in the game theory, they understand the red pill, blue pill. Well, this is the orange pill. And so that orange pill represents Bitcoin. It represents freedom, monetary solvent, sovereignty, and the blue pill is still all about the fiat. It's about debt. It's about blissful ignorance. And physically, as you all know, there's no pill to take. The only pill to take is this knowledge about Bitcoin and the freedom that it actually gains for you. So what they say in this space, along with come take this blue pill, they also say, do not take the blue pill unless you want to stay confined in your beautiful prison that you're living in as it relates to the monetary Stockholm syndrome, living in a confined comfort without the fear of anything because you think that the central banks and the government and everybody else is going to rescue you. Well, I got a newsflash. The, the government is not coming to rescue you. You have to do some things differently than you've been doing. And so the concept of Bitcoin requires an understanding of multiple schools of thought, which is economics. You've got to understand some history. You've got to understand physics, computer engineering, technology, and the fact that it is a disruption to the current monetary system. So. Some people don't even want to learn or don't care to learn about Bitcoin because they think that they're going to be overwhelmed and that it's just downright insane. And I'm going somewhere with this because I've got some news that is actually that just came out today that is going to affect all of those folks that think that this is just downright insane, that money is changing. And what they don't know is ultimately this world is going to change because Bitcoin eliminates arbitraging of banks. That's where they take your money and they trade and they do all sorts of things with it. Uh, it's going to allow people to deal directly from peer to peer rather than have a third party in the middle. It's really intimidating, though, for folks. And so when we orange peel them, we have to walk them very slowly through the process. And that's why I'm here today. That's why people all across this world are really devoting their time and volunteering to educate folks, because we got to get you all ahead of what is about to take place. But the more I talk and the more we're on the radio, the more we're teaching, the more we're flying from state to state and country to country, things that are happening that I'm about to talk about in a few minutes are happening more readily. And now that our president has picked up a pen, it's time to really talk to our community about what we need to do. So at the end of the day, you can either take the orange pill or you can take the blue pill. That's going to be the end of the story because hopefully you wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. But some of my colleagues in this Bitcoin space say to each and every one of you, go orange or enjoy staying poor. And so that's that's a harsh statement, but uh, that's definitely what we're really feeling just based on what we're seeing. So you all know that I'm going to keep it 100 as it relates to this cryptocurrency space. And I always say good, bad or indifferent. 
But what is evolving things that are happening right now? I am understanding that we have really got to stay ahead of the news. And I believe that if you know better, you do better. So one of the things that you have to know about this space is that it moves super, super fast and you got to stay on top of your game. And so there's no way better to do it than, of course, listening in every day because I'm going to start sharing some things that I'm finding in the news that give us an indication of where we're going. And I know that you're saying to yourself, there's a lot of information out here. There's too much stuff to do. You know, I got to go to work. I got kids to take care of. And so that is why young Harry is going to go out. I'm going to grab the news every day. I'm going to bring some of it back to you and give you the information that you need to know about how it's going to actually impact your life, impact our community. Uh, but more importantly, again, to make sure that you're informed about the decisions that you make as it relates to your crypto life. So in today's headline, I just stated that our president has picked up a pen and he picks up a pen to do a lot of different things. But this week in particularly, in particular, he is going to sign a Bitcoin and cryptocurrency executive order. This order is actually going to task our United States federal agencies with actually examining everything that we're doing in this space for the regulatory changes that need to be made. And again, we welcome regulation, but we don't want rulers. And so we want to still be able to control our money just like we should be able to, but we have no problem with regulatory changes. But what this is going to do is going to pull in the Treasury Department, all of the state departments, the commerce departments, among others. That's just a few that it's going to actually um, deal with. But these agencies will be coming in and assessing the risks and opportunities that Bitcoin and cryptocurrency actually bring to the United States. Now, we've been screaming this for a long, long time, but I'm going to tell you why they are waking up and they're waking up faster than we ever imagined because the biggest thing that they want to outline in the government is the strategy for their regulation and so they're going to be doing that um they're going to be doing that over the next well hopefully he'll sign it this week and then they'll start to do those things so i'm just going to give you a little quote from the article that i read that really helps you understand what they're doing it says the executive order which has been in the works since last year will require federal agencies across the government to report later this year what they're doing regarding digital tokens. The plan is expected to begin carving out roles for agencies across the government, from the state departments to the commerce department. So let young Harriet shine this light on this information for you. So the bottom line to this all is there are different regulatory agencies and nobody knows what anybody's doing and nobody knows what part they play in the different cryptocurrencies because there are stable coins, there's utility coins, there's there's tokens, there's all sorts of things. And so they got to get all of these regulatory bodies in place to uh, figure out how they're going to regulate cryptocurrency. So I'm going to say this. You have a little bit of time. And the reason why I'm saying this, because it's going to take some of these agencies a little while to get themselves together. So what you want to do is what I always say, and that's stack your Satoshis. But the reason why they are working expeditedly now 
is because Bitcoin has actually risen to the spotlight because the U.S. and its allies have begun imposing all of these restrictions on Russia in a push to isolate the country from its economy and suppress its ability to actually continue to march forward into Ukraine and do the invasion. And so despite Bitcoin um, not being a tangible asset, the Russian citizens have found themselves um, in a in a position where they're unable to send and receive money freely. So Bitcoin, they're feeling like is going to be the way that they're able to do this. And I'm not saying that they're not going to be able to do Bitcoin. Uh, Bitcoin in its totality, but they may possibly uh, be able to do some things with Bitcoin because you got to have vendors that will accept it. Uh, some of the stores and all those things. And they're uh, in a quick way starting to change things in Russia as it relates to being able to utilize Bitcoin. So I think we are pushing closer to mass adoption than we ever thought, but it does not stop there. Uh, Senator Elizabeth Warren actually sent a letter to the Treasury Department because she was inquiring about the plans to try to figure out what they can do with Russia's usage of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. And quite frankly, there is nothing that they can do. So a lot of people in our community always ask at some of our classes, when they see me anywhere, can the government stop Bitcoin? Take a look at what is happening all around in Canada, in Russia, in U Ukraine. There is no way to stop Bitcoin, but we're going to be able to see this unfold before our eyes. It is happening right now. And I've said this several, several times. We are living history as it relates to Bitcoin. It's true. Uh, definition, what it's supposed to do, how it how it functions and how we're going to be able to utilize it in the very near future. But not only is Russia embracing uh, Bitcoin, so is Ukraine. And so with them, they're using Bitcoin right now. And you can Google it for everyday purchases. So we've heard people say, you know what? Bitcoin is not for everyday purchases. Well, right now, the Ukrainians are using Bitcoin every single day because the central bank has cut their traditional payment rails. And so they've got to, they had to go to something. So they've gone to Bitcoin. Now, what's going to happen across the around the world is everybody's watching this, as you should be, to see how they're functioning. But they've raised millions. And I'm going to tell you, they've received $113 million in digital asset donations. Again, everybody is paying attention to this because they did that in just seven days. So this is this Bitcoin thing. For those of you who still think that this is a joke and still think that this is something that is not going to be widespread in our world, it is definitely happening and taking place. One of the other things that I want to share with you is that in Virginia, at the beginning of uh, last week, they actually signed a bill into law that their banks are going to be offering Bitcoin custody services. So why is that important? What does that mean to us? As uh, as these banks go forward, I told you a couple of weeks ago, they are really going to be looking to hold your Bitcoin because they're going to be wanting to get your private keys. You're going to have to turn over your digital assets. So what I did was just took an excerpt from that actual bill 
that Virginia Senate passed. And it says a bank may provide its customers with virtual currency customer custody services. So as long as the bank has these 26 adequate adequate protocols and they want them to have some sort of insurance. So I'm thinking that they're going to be looking towards that FDIC and some of those other things. But it's not really going to protect you because if they have your private keys, they have your private keys. But one of the other quotes in this thing, it said, the banks will be acting as a fiduciary to make sure that they require their customers to transfer their virtual currencies to the control of the bank. by. Uh, creating new private keys. And they're allowing some of the other banks to act as a non-fiduciary, making sure that they allow their customers to still keep their private keys and keep it legal. With that, ladies and gentlemen, we always want to make sure that we are keeping our cryptocurrency safe. And I'm going to take a little water here. And the reason why this is so important to look at this news is because in Virginia, in this capacity of the Senate, they had a sweeping 39 to zero. And I think that there's a huge plan to custody our cryptocurrency. Uh, and that's the way that they're going to get control. So what does young Harriet think about that? There is no way on God's green earth that any of you under the sound of my voice should be thinking about allowing Bank of America or any other bank to custody your Bitcoin. This is about full responsibility, holding on to your Bitcoin because they're coming and we see it. We see it every day. So, ladies and gentlemen, when we come forward, we're going to talk about how to store your cryptocurrency. This is KBLA 1580. History is now, and you are part of it. Thank you for spending your days with KBLA Talk 1580. Let's jump back into the conversation. We've got a lot to talk about. Talk about. All right, all right. We are jumping back into the conversation. As you all can hear, I was passionate about that, what I was saying. And I have to just reiterate that we are in a situation right now where Bitcoin is actually carving its way throughout history. And one of the things also that I noticed when I was looking at the news is that once sanctions were put on Russia, there were several Bitcoin exchanges or cryptocurrency exchanges. They don't just sell Bitcoin, but cryptocurrency exchanges that refused to stop doing business. But um, there was a, another company that we know well in the space and they handled the cold storage wallets which is what I'm about to talk to you about right now. Because of the uncertainty as it relates to the exchanges and all the things that are going on, it is so, so important. And we say it over and over and over again. If you do not have your private keys, you do not have your coin. But Trezor Wallet, which is one of the cold storage wallets that uh, I'm going to share with you about today. Now, there's nothing wrong with Trezor, but they decided to halt all their shipments to Russia because of the sanctions. And so Trezor Wallet is one of those wallets that's about the size of your thumb. It's a little thicker than your thumb, but it's the size of your thumb. 
and you use it as a cold storage device and it holds your private keys uh, to store your Bitcoin. So the reason why I'm giving you the news today and the reason why I am cautioning you and telling you and teaching you what to do next if you have Bitcoin is because it is imperative that you get your Bitcoin off the exchanges as soon as you can. Now, you may not have a lot of Bitcoin there, so you may want to just kind of tread lightly about um, spending additional money if you don't need to. So what I'm going to say is in two part. Uh, Trezor Wallet is a cold storage device. Again, it's a physical device that you can actually store in your safe deposit box or you can put it in a safe or under your mat anywhere that you want to store your uh, cold storage wallet. But you should never keep those 24 seed words close to where that Trezor is located um, because that's easy for somebody to find. So in one of these other sessions, we'll be talking about how you can possibly store your seed words in a little more, um, I'll just say, just in a, in a safe way. We, we won't get into too many details because we want to save that for like private sessions when folks are really trying to find out how to hide their words and those sorts of things. But Trezor is one of the things that you can buy to store your Bitcoin. The other one is Ledger. And the Ledger wallet is one of the ones that I actually recommend all the time. In fact, uh, I decided because of what I've been reading in the news that we need to have a mass exodus for those folks who have their Bitcoin on the exchange into these wallets immediately. And so with the ledger, I decided to do another ledger in me one, two, three. And that's a course that I usually hold to help people set their ledgers up and teach them how to move their Bitcoin from the exchange onto their ledger um, and hold on to their private keys. Now, again, We've said this over and over again, and I have to remember there's new people listening. Your Bitcoin is not stored on these devices. This device is actually the key that allows you to get into the blockchain to remove your Bitcoin or transfer it from one part of the blockchain to the next or to someone else's wallet. And so we're going to start um, making sure that you are clear on what these cold storage devices do as quickly as possible. And I'll probably keep mentioning it because I see so many things that are about to happen. And so we've got to really be careful because we don't want to lose any of our hard earned money, just like you wouldn't want to lose it in the bank. But I have news for you. There are lines and lines and lines of people at the ATM that cannot get their fiat money out either. And so we've really got to be in control and pay attention to what's happening because it is it's here. It's in our face. It is history. And with that, I want to make sure that if you're buying any of these devices, that you're buying them factory direct, factory direct. So there's only a couple of companies in the United States that are actually authorized dealers of these devices. And I'm going to tell you why you should go factory direct, because if someone is selling them, to you third party, there is a possibility that they could have already written down the seed words, sold it to you, wait for you to load your assets, 
And what, five, ten years down the line, they just pull out those seed words and they utilize them and they open up the blockchain from wherever they are. Because remember, they do not need your device. They can just get a new device and do what they need to do. So you want to make sure you go factory direct at all times. But there are a couple of organizations or stores that they have allowed to sell these devices. And one of them actually happens to me be my store. Um, we do sell them. We're bonded. We do all the things to make sure that they're safe. But people that are selling them third party are definitely not going to do that. So when you buy them, you make sure that they are totally sealed. And I know people can seal things up. But even coming through the post office, you want to make sure that it hasn't been tampered with. And if there's anything with that wrapping or when you open that box that indicates that it could have possibly been tampered with, send it back. I'm just going to tell you all that. Send it back because you do not want to take any chances. When we first started this Bitcoin journey, we realized that nobody really knew what a ledger was. So when it was coming through the mail and they could see it through the x-ray at the post office, unfortunately, um, we were fine the first couple, I'll say the first year. But this last year sending ledgers out, they actually have been getting tampered with. Um, and so you really want to be careful when you open it and you want to maybe take some extra precautions. Uh, that's actually why I sell out so quickly because people are coming from all over trying to buy them because they don't want them shipped because they don't want anybody to touch them in between the manufacturer and what we actually do, which is have them in our store. And so the cold storage device is critically important right now, today, in for just for everybody. So again, if you cannot afford to get a cold storage device, I want to give you another option. And when we come forward, we're going to talk about warm wallets that you can get for free, which is actually software that you download on your cell phone so that you can store your Bitcoin safely as well. But when we come forward, we'll talk about what those cold, um, those warm wallet storage uh, devices are that can help you as well. So this is KBLA Talk 1580. We know you have options, but thank you, thank you for making the best choice. The only station in L.A. of the people, by the people, for the people. Apologetically progressive. KBLA Talk 1580. 1580. All right, all right, all right. And so um, one of the other wallets I wanted to say really quick that I have had the pleasure to just try out. I like to try everything out before I say anything to anyone, and it's called an EliPal. And one of the other questions that you may have is approximately how much do these wallets cost? They can start anywhere from $70 up to about $150. Uh, dollars for the actual physical device but as it relates to the um, warm wallets that I am about to talk to you about they are absolutely free all you have to do is download the software and so the wallets that I would suggest that are free that you can get right now to start to move off of um, places like Cash App, Binance, um, Gemini, some of those exchanges, all of those exchanges have your private keys right now. So if you're holding on Coinbase or any of those, 
that is not you having your private keys. They have your private keys. So again, that being said, you can go to your app store and download what I'm calling a warm wallet free today and start learning how to move your cryptocurrency off these exchanges. And you can do this and it should take you no longer than about 30 minutes to actually execute and get that done. And it's critically important that we start to think about that. And you may not just want to do it today. And again, I'm going to have a course or two on uh, how to move your Bitcoin and your cryptocurrencies from certain devices into your wallets. So don't worry about having to do that. We're going to have other classes about it as well. Uh, but you'll be okay. And what we do want to say is if anybody between now and when we start talking about this another day decide to do it, I would just suggest that you send $10 to just test it out. So if you're moving from, let's just say you're moving from Gemini into your cold storage device, I would suggest you send $10 as a test first. Then after the $10 shows up inside of the actual cold storage device, then you move the remainder of what you have. A lot of people always ask, how much should I leave on the exchange? And I used to say, you know what? It's probably not a great idea to move anything under a million Satoshi. So right now, today, that's about 400 and something dollars worth of Bitcoin. But based on what I see going on today and the stories I'm reading and some of the things that they're actually not sharing, and I hope by the end of the week, I have one of our Bitcoiners uh, that's going to come on and share with you. He's actually on the ground in Poland because he went to help the Africans uh, get justice to come across the border. And we're going to be talking about that. Um, but the reason why I brought that up is because it is like there are people walking across the border and they have all of their uh, they have all of their monetary systems in place because they have their Bitcoin on their ledger or on their trezor and they're just escaping uh, without their clothes, without their house, but they still have all their money intact, which is really, really incredible. And there's just so many stories of that. And so, again, as young Harriet, taking a look at what's ahead of us, I want us to really get into this storage. Uh, one of the ones that you can download for free would be the Edge Wallet. Uh, you can get the Edge Wallet. You can download it. You can actually move your Bitcoin uh, from any of those exchanges into the Edge Wallet. I have been utilizing it for a very long time with no issues. Never had any client in three years that's had an issue with the Edge Wallet as well. Uh, but we just want to make sure that you're understanding that. And I tell everybody, have more than one wallet. So yes, have the Black Wall Street Wallet, which we're going to do our dollar cost average on in just a few minutes. But also have the Edge Wallet. And also another one that you can get is either the Moon Wallet or the Blue Wallet. And when we come forward, we're going to do our daily cost average, our dollar cost average that we do daily. So please stay tuned when we come forward on KBLA Talk 1580. We got a whole lot to talk about. Build black better. better. Tweet it. Text it. Tell it. L.A. finally has a black owned talk radio station. And it's unapologetically progressive. KBLA Talk 1580. You're listening to Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Nigel Roberts on KBLA Talk 1580. All right, all right, everybody. It is time to dollar cost average. As you know, every day live on the air, 
I buy $6 worth of Satoshis. Satoshis is the smallest increment of a Bitcoin. Just like there are a hundred pennies in a dollar, there are a hundred million Satoshis in a Bitcoin. And we want you all to dollar cost average. And I'm going to keep saying DCA keeps poverty away. So we're going to do this every single day until the, well, we're going to do this for a year. So you all can see how incredible dollar cost averaging is. It allows you to take advantage of the market when the price of Bitcoin is low. And then when the price of Bitcoin is a little bit higher, you actually get a little less Satoshis. But if you do it consistently, you actually kind of get rid of the volatility. And so it is an incredible thing. So let's do our dollar cost averaging. So what I want you to do is take out your phone, go to your Black Wall Street wallet app. And if you're looking for it in the app store, it is purple and black. And it says the Black Wall Street wallet. When you open that wallet up, what you'll see at the bottom is a, a purple circle with two white arrows. You click on that. That allows you to, it gives you an option to buy, sell, do all these other things. But today we are buying. And once we hit the buy button, when we go there, we have the option to pick from 6, 10 and several other increments. But I'm doing $6 a day. So I do one time and I hit send. And then I have to confirm that I have purchased and it's approximately 11 cent is what the Black Wall Street wallet charges to uh, help do this transaction. And from there, I confirm it and I have just purchased my six dollars for today. And again, a dollar cost average a day will keep poverty away, in my opinion. So, ladies and gentlemen, we have a full week coming up. There are so many things that I have to share Again, Brother Sinclair Skinner is in Poland on the ground. He went because Africans were being denied the opportunity to come across the border. And he went to make sure that they had safe passage. But what he also did was took his Bitcoin because he is one of our Bitcoin pioneers. So we're going to hear from him this week. We're also going to hear from some women that are seniors in this space. A lot of folks have some issues with the computer and technology and telephones and I really want our seniors to talk to other seniors about what they can do to really get across into this new digital space because money is changing and we cannot leave any part or segment of our community behind and so we make sure that you get white glove service we make sure that we're taking care of our community and ladies and gentlemen we are just super excited about the education that we're bringing you. So for those of you that are looking to secure your Bitcoin, grab one of those cold storage devices. Just know that later uh, this month or next month, I will be having the Ledger and Me 123 because it's going to take some time for you to get it in the mail if you get it factory direct. But ladies and gentlemen, I am just excited about today's show. I hope that you heard everything that I said and how things are changing, how money is changing, how they are absolutely taking control and trying to take control in different ways. Uh, but if you have your Bitcoin and you are self-sovereign, you are doing good. So you have been listening to Ahead of the Crypto Curve, where we are creating Satoshi millionaires, one family at a time, one Bitcoin at a time, one Satoshi at a time. And that means you. So don't touch that dial because guess who's up next? D.L. Hughley. 
with the D.L. Hughley Show. And you all know he's the truth. So I will talk with you all later. You have an incredible rest of your day. This is KBLA Talk 1580.